That's my thing. All right. All right. Let's go. Hey, and welcome to Donna Martin Graduates, a podcast where we watch episodes of Beverly Hills 90210 in order and tell you what to think about them. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Andrea, not Andrea. And I'm your other host, Kelly. And like I said before, I am determined to be sick forever. Uh-huh. And this week we watched the season finale of season one. Yay! Episode 23. God damn, we've done this 23 times at least. At least. Home again. You know you can't <laughs> go home again. I'm home again every day. No, that's home still. Oh, okay. Will I leave home? Semantics. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, so this week um, starts out with a fight in the quad. Steve appears to be getting his ass kicked by some guy in a crop top. Can, can we say crop top? Did guys wear crop tops in the 90s? I, I don't, don't remember, remember this, trend. this being a thing. But again, it's Beverly Hills. And guys didn't talk to me in the 90s, so I don't remember anything about yeah. guys. Guys, <laughs> was crop tops a thing? Let us know. So Brandon rushes over to stop the fight, and everyone is like, lame. The ruckus catches the attention of Brenda, Dylan, Kelly, and Donna, but seemingly no administrators. Good on you, West Beverly. Dylan rushes over just as the guy in the crop tops tells Steve that he is a wuss. Ooh, big words. Steve, pretty bloody, threatens the guy, who obviously was just beating the shit out of him. Hmm, all right. The guy apparently made some comment about Steve's mom, and Steve was defending her honor. Well, I'm glad somebody has honor. Because Steve tells Brandon that he is so glad he moved to town. I'm sure that that's going to come up again later. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, downtown, there are big happenings at Jim's firm. Big happenings! Another dinner party, perhaps. Maybe. Some rando busts into Jim's office, and we are let in on the fact that the company is downsizing, and the owner is in town. Dun-dun-dun! The owner then calls and requests a lunch meeting with Jim, who's now worried. Oh, no. Jim comes home and pulls Cindy aside to express his worries. And Brandon, of course, being the nosy queen he is, peeks in and hears the news. And then Brandon and Brenda then discuss a friend in Minnesota whose father got laid off and the house repossessed. And then they, quote, evaporated. Brandon remarks that they haven't appreciate what they've had all these years. And at Jim's meeting, the owner sits him down and asks him if he's been happy in Beverly Hills. And then it cuts out. Oh, oh no. no! What could it be? I love that she said that they evaporated. Like, are they were they the wicked witch of the West family, and they got wet, and they evaporated, or they're like the Mogwai, and they got wet, and then they multiplied, <laughs> and then they fed them after midnight, and they became gremlins. Oh, and then they watched a movie, and then they watched a movie, and they died, and they died. Because that's what happens <laughs> after you watch movies. <laughs> Back at Casa Walsh, Steve shows up with an eye patch. Which is weird, since his eye really didn't look injured when he got done fighting, but eh, whatever. He and Kelly make snide comments to each other, and Steve asks Cindy what's for dinner. Kelly remarks that Jackie says that her father should send her child support to Cindy because they feed her so often, even though we see her rarely in those dinner scenes. Must be on those, you know, days that those episodes are on. The odd days. The yeah. odd days. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim shows up and asks Steve and Kelly to leave so he can talk to his family. And then he makes them all move from the kitchen to the living room for some reason. Maybe they wanted them to sit on a comfortable couch while they still have one. Um, he reveals that he hasn't gotten fired. He's actually gotten a promotion to executive vice president. But the only catch, the job is in Minneapolis. 
No one is happy about this revelation, and Brenda compares the situation to Snow White. It's a great opportunity for Jim, but God forbid they leave the place that you moved to less than a year ago to go back to the place that you lived in for over 16 years. Jim says that they will make the decision as a family. Um, excuse me? Does the family pay the bills? He offers them a blind ballot, and the ballots are three to stay and one to go. He says that he will call the owner and let him know that the Walsh family has spoken. Cindy follows him to the bedroom, where he tells her that he thought that she would side with him and that they could convince Brandon to move. It's a real, that's real democratic of you, Jim. Jim calls the owner to turn down the offer, and the owner then offers to double his salary. Finally, using some common sense, Jim tells his family that they are moving back to Minneapolis. Over ice cream, Brandon and Brenda talk about the potential move and what they will be missing in Beverly Hills. Brandon just got a raise, even though he's a horrible waiter, and he'd be able to afford a new car by the end of summer. Got it. No jobs, no cars in Minneapolis. Nope. Brenda has the best boyfriend. I mean, she does, but also no boys in Minnesota. Nope. She then asks what her dad is thinking, and Brandon's like, hi, huge promotion, uh, lots of money. Brenda says that it will look like the Walshes can't handle living in Beverly Hills. Yep, that's what everyone will think while you're living in your giant house and driving a fancy car. <laughs> Cindy comes in for her ice cream and tells the twins that Jim will be headed back to Minnesota immediately and that the lease ends on the house June 1st, so they'll be headed back then. <laughs> So Brenda muses as to whether Cindy is happy about the move, and Brandon decides to start a pro-con list. He says that Minneapolis has seasons, and Brenda complains about the raking and the shoveling. They talk about their old friends moving on and their new friends and the beach. And the next day, they all have lunch together, even though Brandon eats alone every other damn day. Kelly offers to let Brenda stay with her, and Steve offers his house to Brandon, but Brandon declines. Steve gets upset, and he takes his eye patch and leaves. That night at the Peach Pit, Matt reveals that he's going to miss Brandon, and Andrea stops in to invite him to dinner, and he agrees. Brenda calls it a date, and Brandon, being the super aware dude he is, says it's not. Jim's leaving for Minnesota, and he tells Brenda that she's not staying with Kelly because they are a family, and then bribes Brandon with his car. The next day at school, Brandon hunts Steve down who gives him the cold shoulder, and then Dylan tells Brenda that he's going to miss her, and they talk about all of the things that they haven't done together. Kelly tells Brenda that her mom says being an AA and housing an extra teenager is not a good combination. Fair enough. Adult and, reason! Yeah. Yay! Andrea brings Brandon to the boardwalk on their not date, where they talk about how Andrea is always right, and it doesn't even annoy Brandon. How very liberated of you. Then she takes him to the carousel and tells Brandon that she's got a going-away present for him. And she's like, ta-da! And Brandon's like, uh, the carousel, the horse, the teddy bear? What are you talking about? And then Andrea tells him that she's talking about the person on the horse. She says she wants goodbye to be a moment they both remember. And then she giggles, and Brandon looks uncomfortably away. And everyone's watching is like, uh, did she just, uh, what? What? Just what? Yep. Huh? Yep. What? Yep. It's that. Yep. Brenda and Brandon walk along the beach talking about Andrea's proposition. She tells him that they would make a great couple, and Brandon says that they would not be a couple. He would rather wait until she's got a serious boyfriend to go that route. And nobody, we didn't even appreciate the fact that 
we said he would rather wait until Andrea's got a serious boyfriend to try and date her. Because <laughs> he does that. Yes. They then spot Dylan, and Brenda says that things have gotten so complicated since they started sleeping together, and Brandon is pissed off. Is it because she didn't tell him, or is it because someone got to her first? <laughs> and back in snowy Minnesota, which, what time of year is it exactly? Because... <laughs> I mean, we just had a spring dance. I mean, I do know that it snows late in in places, but come on. But yes, we did. Well, don't you remember when she talked about like driving on the mean streets of Minnesota? Yes. Like it was icy all year round. All year apparently. round, yes. So Jim is apparently a celebrity in his office. His assistant gives him a shitload of things to do. And he's like, wait, where are the dinner parties I'm supposed to throw? Back at the beach, Dylan asks Brandon to talk to Brenda alone, and Brandon goes off and awkwardly tries to skip stones, while Dylan and Brenda talk about the long-distance relationship. Brenda doesn't think it will work, but Dylan seems open to the idea. He even suggests running away together, Aww. and then they make out, and the camera stays on them for far too long. <laughs> and back at West Beverly, Brandon tells Andrea that he accepts her offer, and then they kiss, and it's super awkward. And then Andrea tries to be coy, and they kiss again, and all I can hear is the sound of her paper shuffling. And they are standing in front of a wall that says, go for it! Go for it! And back at Casa Walsh, Jim tells Cindy from the office, or, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Jim calls Cindy from the office, complaining about how busy he is, and Cindy tells him how awesome L.A. is. She apparently has just decided to like it now that they're going to leave. Of course. At the peach pit, Andrea has to cancel their date and pulls out her planner so they can schedule sex. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you marry. Are you? Are they married? Then Steve stops by so that he can be mean to Brandon, and then he leaves. At Dylan's place, Dylan and Brenda get done doing it, and Brenda breaks up with him. That's right, girl. Get yours. Mm-hmm. Back at Casa Walsh, Brenda tells Brandon, whose hair looks super curly for some reason, that Steve is probably angry at him for moving. So Brandon drags Steve out to the beach where they talk it over like bros and go surfing together. Meanwhile, Brenda and Cindy are packing when Jim calls and says that he's not going to be able to make his flight home because he is swamped at work. But it's Sunday. Hmm. Why is he working on a Sunday? Why is he coming home on a Sunday? So many questions. I have questions. Brandon falls asleep on the beach and dreams about his and Andrea's encounter. Steve wakes him up and they've got to go so he can make his date. Jim ends up making his flight home, but Nat calls and asks if Brenda can help him out for a private party. She agrees. But, uh-oh, isn't that where Brandon and Andrea are going to meet up to do it at? What is going to happen? Back at the peach pit, Andrea and Brandon meet outside, and Brandon checks to make sure Andrea is in. Ooh. And she begrudgingly agrees, and then they kiss again and open the doors. Do a surprise party! Surprise! And then Brenda shows up shortly after, and then their parents go too. Oh. David is there with his camera so that everyone can say their goodbyes. And everyone talks about how great the Walsh twins are and how they've made everyone there better people. And Jim suddenly says, I guess I should say something. Why? Why? Yeah. This is a going away party for your kids. And it's your fault they're moving. Why does anyone have to listen to one of your crappy inspirational speeches? And who are all of these extra people? Why don't they ever sit with Brandon at lunch? (laughs) I just can't let that go. Nope. Jim announces that they are going to stay in Beverly Hills. Yay! Yay! Season two! 
he's willing to possibly lose his job altogether because his kids have some pretty great friends. Aw. Makes sense. It was the snow. Like, guy who sings Informer. Yeah, Informer. That was it. I like your boom boom now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then, Brenda tells Dylan that she's late. Dun dun. Season two will return after the holidays. Everybody have a great holiday season. And thank you for going on this adventure with us for season Yay. one. And Andrea, Andrea, get your goddamn foot off of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I just wanted to step on your foot. Uh, do we have any words to say at, at the end of season one in our little minute, miniature break? It, it, I mean, it was fun. We started on this adventure because we just thought it would be fun to have a 90210 podcast that we thought older folks could relate to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? I don't know. I'm a spry 43-year-old. Oh, a spry. <laughs> Who makes this noise when I walk down the stairs. Mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Mine sounds like Rice Krispies snap crackle pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have met some great people on this adventure with like Twitter and, and such, getting our podcast out there. And for each and every one of you that listened to us and have held on through this long haul while we figured out the nooks and crannies of podcasting, thank you. I appreciate you. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I do as well. Yes, I do too. But I'll have to see you at some point while we're on our break. (laughs) Oh my God, Ross, why? Are you going to sleep with the copy girl? No. Apparently we need to do a friends. Yes, too. A friends quote podcast? Mm -hmm, Yep, where we just quote friends. Okay. Because, I don't know. I just, I'm sure that there'll be a reason. I don't really know. I thought there was a specific reason. No. Like you were going to propose to me or something. I didn't know what was happening over there. Not today. Oh. No, no. Because then it wouldn't be a surprise. Nope, nope, nope. And I'm already married. So that would be super awkward. That would be awkward. Um, Our final issue of season one, I guess, would be... Friendship. Friendship. Aww. It's a parallel. And don't... uh, don't let your Don't dad you move you. Don't you your girlfriend was hot like me. They're getting back together. I know. I saw their performance. Is the crazy girl? I didn't notice, though. The crazy blonde chick, is she still performing with them? I don't think so. Mm. I think she's not in it. <laughs> that's what happens to you when you go crazy. Yes. Um, We're not a doctor, so no. that's not a, a technical That's not a technical diagnosis. I forgot what I was saying. Cause you, Sorry. You, trained, you derailed my train. You're talking about, uh, and don't let your dad. Oh, yeah. Don't let your dad make uh, make you move back to Minnesota. My dad's dead, so he can't do that. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> so many issues. So many. And I guess technically, I mean, Brandon's girlfriend this episode Was would Andrea. be Andrea. Yeah, they were going to do it. They were. They were going to do the deed and... And they never did actually consummate their relationship. No, no, no. They made out a few times, but yep. that was that was really about it. Yeah, well, nope. We have to wait till Andrea goes to college before she gets all. And she's fertile. Woo-hoo! She has like fertile myrtle. Yeah, she has sex a few times, and boop, she's pregnant. Yep, it's always the super smart ones. Always, every time. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. So do you have anything this week? Nope. <laughs> I said all of my other things. Oh, that's too bad. No. <laughs> no. I think this episode will come out the day after Christmas. I think. So hopefully everybody had a good Christmas. And if it if I miscalculated, then F off. I hope you have a great Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I added to my never ending list of podcasts, um, a new one called sibling rivalry with Kate and Oliver Hudson. Oh, I saw them advertise that on Instagram. Yes. It's very interesting. So far I've only listened to one episode and that was their Thanksgiving episode where they were talking about, um, their traditions and things. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's pretty interesting and they're funny to listen to going back and forth, you know, with each other. So. Um, so that was kind of a good, a good listen. And my my watch this week, I watched Seth Meyers' comedy oh, special, Lobby Baby, Lobby Baby, which is pretty funny. Him telling the story about their his wife having their children. Um, she had all of them in the lobby. Did she think no, maybe eventually the, she um, the first one they almost had in an Uber. They made it there in time, with only like five to ten minutes to spare. And this one, the second one, yeah, they were like literally in the lobby. He said it looked like somebody trying to smuggle a ham out of a grocery store wearing sweatpants. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so he did some pretty good bits too. He goes into this like he was like, now I'm gonna do some stuff that is you know like from his wife's perspective. And so then he like pretends that he's his wife. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. I enjoyed it immensely. I as someone who had started technically started labor on a Monday and didn't give birth till Wednesday with my first one and then was in labor for 30 something hours with my second one i can just tell her to f off too yeah i'm trying to think that's not very supportive i'm sorry women support women good for her well my total labor was 18 hours from the time my water broke to the time the child was is 18 hours but the only actual labor part of it was really only like you can just leave right now (laughs) okay i'm going get up from this table and go i'm going all right, where can people find us? We're on all your podcatchers, and we're on Instagram at Donna Martin Graduates Podcast, on the Twitter sphere at Graduates Donna. We have a Facebook. We have a Gmail at Donna Martin Graduates Podcast at gmail.com, and a Patreon that we're going to try and get that moving and grooving and give you some. That's up to you guys. Give you Just some donate any amount will help us. Yes, give you some content that doesn't, uh, you know, that maybe isn't this. We'll give you some different content. I mean, I'd like to think that we're pretty hilarious. And McDonald's Diet Cokes are only a dollar. It's all I'm asking for. <laughs> Would you give up your dollar to support a Patreon for your di- and give up Diet Coke? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm telling them if they donate a dollar, I'm gonna buy Diet Coke with it. Oh. <laughs> I understand now. I get it. Gosh. I get it. Anyway, have Merry Christmas, Quantica is my usual general greeting. That way I cover all the bases. I just say, whatever you celebrate, I hope you have the happiest. That also works. What I say on our dealership video that I send out every year. Oh. And have a happy new year. And then we'll be back in 2020. 2020 is voting year. It is. It's a voting year. 
And I did see something the other day that said that um, if ABC doesn't have Barbara Walters do the, the ball drop and say, this is Barbara Walters, I am Barbara Walters and this is 2020, they are missing an opportunity. That is a great opportunity. Yes. Anyway, happy new year and we'll see you in 2020. Bye. Bye. It'll be funny.